Welcome back, everyone, to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, recording, uh, I think we're day three of How Design Live. For those of you who've been listening, you probably think we've been here for about two months by now because we don't release these the day of. And I have with me Julie Annixter and, and Andy LaMonica. Welcome. How are you guys enjoying your stay here? It's fabulous. I'm living the dream. This is great. It's a great lineup of really uh, impressive speakers and wonderful and wonderful talent. And Andy, you're you're actually speaking here. Actually, you're both speaking here. Mm-hmm. What? Are, we'll start with you, Andy. What's your talk on? Sure. My talk was on personal strategies for creative leadership. Um, I'm an executive creative director and global brand strategist. Uh, most recently, that's a lot of buzzwords. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's a long title. It's one of those titles that wraps around the back of the business card. Uh, <laughs> but in human speak, what I do is I, I use design to drive innovation and solve like the complex business problems. Um, most recently, I was at General Electric. I was the global brand and design strategist, where um, my leadership was around elevating the brand expression and uh, repositioning GE from a conglomerate to a digital industrial. Yeah, they're a big company. Yeah, yeah, been around for about 125 years. A lot of moving moment. parts. A lot of moving parts. It's a, it's a 330,000 employees, which is like larger than some countries. You know, it's like, it's a big thing, but it's, it's a wonderful role, really talented team. It's a great opportunity to uh, use design to drive the culture. Okay, and Julie, you're, you're actually the, is it executive? Is that the title? Executive, executive director. Executive director of AIJ National. This is a big deal. Our the first interview we ever did on back before this, we were on the Be Design Cast was with uh, your predecessor Rick Griffey. He swung, he was in Omaha. And we we talked to him on that thing. Well, how so, cool! How symmetrical! Yeah. Well, this isn't our last. So <laughs> no, that's true. Sorry think, about that. I mean, we're shutting it down. <laughs> no, 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 don't shut, shut it, it down. down. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Moving forward, don't don't yeah. shut it down. So you 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 actually just I mean it's fairly you, new. Yeah, fairly took, new, but but long enough to actually like probably understand what what AIGA does more than you did when you started. I think that's a fair assumption. Yep, I've been there for about a year and a half, and in that year and a half I have come to really respect and appreciate the network of 72 chapters that we have around the country and the 25,000 amazing design designer and design uh, aficionados that we have as members. Well, what's what's the membership up to now? 25,000. Oh, geez, okay, okay. I was on the board. I was on the Nebraska board for seven years. And, oh, outstanding! And, and I've been I've been off for almost a decade. So so just to hear the numbers now seems large. Well, and let me just mention that we have a plan for you. We're going to be reaching back out Whoa. to everybody I'm, who's I'm, ever I'm, served on a board and saying hi. All right. Well, I'm still an active member. Excellent. So I'm still on that the mailing list or whatever you got, but but I do support the cause. Um, what what is it that that you what you do before this? Because because most of the executives like aren't necessarily designers because designers aren't necessarily the proper people to run a twenty seven thousand person organization. Sometimes they are, but it's a different skill set. Well, I'm kind of a hybrid. So I started early in my career in design and textile design, and uh, but then I spent most of my career in corporate marketing, branding, and innovation. And that means I've spent a lot of time working with designers. Um, I've worked in a couple of agencies. I was the chief marketing officer for a couple of design agencies. So let's just say I've sold a lot of design. I've helped deliver a lot of design, but I haven't actually done the design, which has been a pretty fun role to play because I get to be part of it, and I don't actually you know, have to do it. No, if you were the one still doing the letterhead like right now, yeah. we'd probably be like, maybe there's other things you could do. Yeah, no, no, totally. Um, but I have deep admiration and respect for anyone who does design. It's a, you know, it's a really incredible profession. 
and I'm just thrilled to be in a role where I can help empower designers. That's what we, you know, are really trying to do at AIGA. And what what is what is the what is the current focus? Like, because I know I know they shift around a bit. I know you yes. design think it was a focus at a conference. Yes. You got a conference coming up. What is what is like this year's? Um, well, I think it's going to be more than this year's focus. I, I think that when we look at who we really are, we think we are in our DNA about um, community connection and career journeys. And that's something I think AIGA has been about for 100 years. So what we are going to be doing is doing more of that and, and creating a platform in which designers can really um, connect with each other and help influence the profession and their own careers. Sound it, like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Because we'll be at, we'll be at the we'll plan on being at the national conference Excellent. as well. Excellent. Is, October twelfth in is, Minneapolis. Is there a theme? I have not. Yes, the theme is connection. Okay, it's it connect. Is, mm -hmm. It is connect. That that would make sense. Yeah. Andy, are you going to be there? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You are. Yeah. I mean, Julie's a she's a wonderful champion of design. You know, and just to leverage all the things that AIG has going for for us as designers, it's a really wonderful thing. We're great to have her in a leadership position. Looks well, great. We're going to be right back with Andy and John. Okay, so we got we got twenty seven thousand AIG members right now. Twenty, roughly twenty five. Twenty five thousand, and there's more. There's designers that aren't members. Oh, absolutely. They're there are there. hundreds of thousands of designers, are, are millions of designers in the world today, and more becoming designers every day. So then, um, how, are there jobs? Are there jobs for as many designers? Like, like uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, I think that I think there are a lot of jobs for designers, particularly if designers open themselves up to using their skills in lots of different and um, you know myriad ways, and not thinking that just because you were trained as a graphic designer or an industrial designer or an interior designer, you need to stay in that for the rest of your life. I mean, in fact. I personally believe that those skills prepare you to do lots of different things. They're sort of meta skills. What do you think? No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think there's a lot of ambiguity in the design culture right now. It's you have to be very agile and adaptable to kind of what's going on. You know, everyone is talking a lot about learning to code. There's a lot of great initiatives to do that too. There's a lot of great industrial things happening. Like additive manufacturing is now going to be a very big business and digital printing. And if you get those skill sets, you're going to be doing pretty well in, in the near future. But I, I think the key point as designers today is just being prepared for, um, a very interesting feature where you're going to be leveraging a lot of different skill sets. Has there ever been a time in this design profession where somebody could say, I'm going to do this, and they just did it for 10 years straight? Never. Not really. I mean, because... Because I'm just saying, like, like this sounds like you're going to have to adjust, but I'm like, has there ever been a time where in this profession you've not had to adjust? You know, I, I think that inherently design is about, you know, being curious and solving problems. So, you know, to your point, people have always had to do that. They've always had to adapt to a client or a situation. But what's different now is that technology, business, industry is changing so quickly that if you don't take a curious mindset, if you don't take an adaptive mindset uh, and, and you're not willing to be surprised and, and pivot, you know, you could be, you know, it could be harder for you. And, and one of the things that I, um, that Andy and I have connected around when he ran Design at GE was just this notion that designers, when they're inside of companies, whether it's as an in-house designer or um, as somebody who's serving as a design consultant, they really more than ever have to understand the business that their clients are in and, and what they can do to make that business better. 
It's, it's much more than just the act of bringing an idea to life visually. It's actually helping to make that business stronger. And I think that's one of the things that's really changing. And you saw that, right? That's, that's a really great point. I'll build that. Just a quick point of clarity. I didn't run design. There's a lot of people doing design. I am one of many. But, but you brought up a really good point about design having a seat at the table. I mean, you say 10 years ago, design was a stop on the way to making something pretty before it went out the door. And now you have people like Steve Jobs, Jonathan Ives, IBM, who's doubling down on design. Design is a part of the sea level of most businesses and they understand the value of how good design, smart thinking, and creative ways of solving problems are actually adding to business value. What is AIGA doing to help its members prepare for this? Well, first of all, we're talking about it and we're making it a very uh, central part of the conversation in everything we do. We're also trying to connect the dots between our traditional approaches to gatherings like the conference which have always been about professional development. We're making our traditional events, the conference, the gala, now available to everyone through video and through streaming. So we're okay. trying to share and distribute, disseminate um, the knowledge more quickly. And we're also talking a lot about designers' career journeys and the kinds of pivots that are involved. And and they just they just get the videos. It's going to be on the website. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to search for it. This yeah. Sometimes design. the website's a little hard to find. Uh, if you go in and you <laughs> Google, Andy's laughing. He's laughing because he's been there. He's well, been there. actually, it now might that, be better than it was. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, now that you mention it, there's actually, a lot of stuff on there. There's I get it. so much stuff, and we are actually going to be going through quite a digital transformation and redesigning the whole platform over the next couple of years. Good but, for you. Yeah, no, it's, we're totally committed to that because we want to serve designers 24-7 where, wherever they are, whether they're part of a chapter or they're in a city where there's a chapter or not. Now, if you just Google AIGA Design Conference, you'll find the videos. They're on YouTube. We have a massive YouTube channel now. That was one of my oh, goals awesome. when I started. Yeah, because I, I think I, I actually spoke for one minute at, at the conference in Phoenix. They had a 2020. I got, I got one minute on the stage. And, I, and I, I, think, I don't think it was on YouTube, it was just like an embedded link, so I like this YouTube thing, probably easier to share. A little bit easier. To prove to people I actually owned, you were a there. Suit, owned a suit at one time in my life, Yeah. I think is what it was. Excellent. So. Andy, what are you doing now? Um, right now I'm in a really interesting spot. Before GE, uh, I ran my own agency, uh, Design and Strategy. For a very, very long period of time, worked with a lot of startups, to Fortune 200 companies. Uh, very quickly, I, um, I, I drove unprecedented growth for a variety of businesses. Um, right now, I'm in a really interesting spot, and I'm advising a lot of um, senior leaders and a lot of global brands at this right point. And as far as my career trajectory goes, there's a lot of really interesting things going on. I will highlight. Um, we were talking a little bit about you know designers working and understanding the business world a little bit better because it accelerates their creative growth. Working with Debbie Millman and the wonderful people at HAL, uh, we're launching a wonderful conference uh, November 13th and 14th in New York called the REACH Conference, which specifically deals with helping designers accelerate their creative leadership and just become better business individuals. So you're, you're dealing with what we're talking about like in lifetime. You're, you're making a shift in your career. Yeah. And is there is there like a fear to that or is it is it one of those things where you have to get over it no i don't think well you know it's really interesting i'm, I'm gonna yada yada the science on this one a little bit. <laughs> uh but in the brain like fear and anxiety they're actually right next to the excitement part you oh. know it's it's how the brain processes that it's just manifests itself in different ways 
And like, I'm, I'm not a behavioral psychologist, so I can't give you an intelligent answer on that, but I believe it works. So usually when people are having anxiety or having fear, it's just kind of a stop off in the way to excite you. And uh, your brain is, the reason why it's having anxiety is because it doesn't have a strategy or plan in place. So those fear, those anxiety things are actually really wonderful things. And I think as creative leaders, a lot of the senior leaders that I've worked with, it's crucial to your development and growth to just step out of your comfort zone and do it. Like I, I love things like this. I love challenges and I love kind of using design and leveraging it to do some really good things. And that's what I'm really excited about. And, and one of the reasons that I like hanging out with Andy is that he has done a lot of thinking about leadership and the different kinds of leadership skills that designers can use, whether it's self-leading yourself, self-leadership, leading others, leading a team, leading a company, and there, you know, there are different levels of, of that kind of leadership. So that's another thing that AIG is going to be doing a lot more of, is a lot more leadership development. That's wonderful. Um, That's great. Yeah, I mean, we, we have, I, I just wanted to mention, we have really four core pillars that we're trying to really operate within, and it's design excellence, leadership, impact, both economic and social, and equity, which is about you know, treating everybody fairly and have everybody having sort of an equal chance. Yeah, and we've had actually, um, it was actually the last shows that we've launched, but technically we've, we've recorded a bunch of shows here at Howe. So it was like six, seven shows ago. We had Carlos Estrada on the show, and we had Antoinette Carroll on the show. Wonderful. So we, we talked to them about, because I know Antoinette Carroll has brought in the national um, area to, to really kind of head up a lot of that for you guys. So I love that we're doing, we kind of, you know, they said it, it, it took them like 90 years to, to, to deal with this stuff. Or no, was it 100 years to deal with this stuff? But I said, to be fair, it took like 90 years for you guys to realize the design was more than just New York. So. I'm going to give you guys a pass on that one. Yeah, Carlos is also on our Diversity and Inclusion Task Force. He's also an amazing designer, Herman Miller. Um, we yeah, have they're a, both great people. They're, they're incredible people, and we have a, a National Diversity and Inclusion Task Force. We've been doing a lot of work on gender equity, on racial justice by design, and, and one of our experiences is that our chapters are really hungry for that kind of work, and that kind of work is a form of leadership development. So that all of the social impact, the sort of strategic initiatives that AIGA has done historically, whether it's designed for democracy or designed for good, that is a form of really important leadership development. So we're going to keep doing that. And um, since Andy mentioned his conference, I think I should mention that the AIGA conference is going to be October 12th through 14th in Minneapolis. And this year, for the first time, we're also going to do an Ion Design conference, our first oh, that's one. Awesome. That's fantastic. What's, yeah. what's, what's an Ion Design conference? So Ion Design is. Um, the blog and channel that we created a couple of years ago to really talk about emerging designers around the world. It's um, led by a woman named Perrin Drum, and it's uh, been a wonderful, wonderful success for us. A lot of people around the world read it and love it, and this year we're going to do the first conference devoted to emerging designers, which will be on October 11th. Okay, and, and it's going to be going on at the same time? Uh, and then the next day is October 12th. That's when the big AIGA conference will start in Minneapolis. Okay, well, we look forward to it. We're going to be right back with, uh, with Andy LaMonica and Julie Annixter. So, so if people have been in this profession for a while, how do they, how do they take the next step? How do they grow? Like, like what, what do you see happening right now? Well, I think, you know, the most important thing is to follow what you're interested in and, you know, and, you know to grow in an area that's going to be um, satisfying to you. So to find something and... And, and jump into it, whether that's a, you know, a social issue, um, 
like civic design or design for good, social innovation, or maybe it's learning new technology, as Andy just said, learning to code. But you know, learning is a lifetime skill. You know, you're never too old to learn. And frankly, um, designers who've been practicing for a while have a lot to bring to new pursuits. So I think the main thing is just to start, to find something new and to start. And God knows there's you know, endless ways you can do that. You can do it online, you can go to classes, you can go hang out with people, you can go to conferences. I mean, conferences have been like this one, like the How Conference, have basically um, shaped my entire career. The people I met, the stuff I heard, the people, you know, the things I saw. So I think it's basically about going out into the world and, and pursuing what you're most interested in and not being afraid to be a beginner no matter what age you are. Yeah, and even these conferences take big shifts. They make changes. Like, like I've been coming out of the conference for a few years, and even though it's the same conference, and if you go every year, it feels like the same conference. If you actually think back to what it was years ago, it doesn't really line up. Like, they, they make changes to stay relevant. It, they're, they're like what we talked about with design careers. They, they haven't just stayed stagnant. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you bring up some really good points. Like, it was something I was always interested in is uh, people's growth trajectory, like their professional development. And like, I've talked to a bunch of people, and it usually comes down to like three things. It comes down to like your work product. Like, do you do good work as a designer? It comes down to your identity. You know, um, when people think of you, like, what do they think of? And your exposure. Like, you know, your 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 network. And you know who knows what you're doing. I mean, I think in the long run, your resume only counts as so much. You know, you, your your network and what people think of you and your exposure mean a lot. I think, with the exception of of, of one time in my life, every um, every project I ever got as a designer, every advancement in my career was my network and who who I was with. I think identity is important. You know, trying to figure out who you are, what resonates with people. Um, I mean, if, if you're if you're uh, if your audience wants to know something really proactive, there's a simple thing they could do right now. You know, they got their phone. If they're listening to this on podcast, you know, they could multitask a little bit and text five of their work friends and ask them what are the three words that they would use to describe them. And what they would get back would give them a really good idea of kind of you know who they are and what people think of them, so they could start to build out their brand a little bit or their identity or how they stand out. And probably like a last thing, I mean, as designers, like everyone should have a website. Everybody should be promoting and, you know, having exposure of their own self. They should be doing that. Uh, LinkedIn's a great platform. Instagram is designed for designers, like in people in the visual medium. Uh, medium is a great platform. Facebook, I mean, these are all things that are designed to help individuals get exposure and like let their community or their world know what they're doing. You know, the great thing about those platforms, they're all free. Yeah. You know, those are those are a couple of really interesting tactics for any designer to grow uh, in their career. Did you guys get new headshots at the LinkedIn booth? Uh, no, I, no, I did not. I, I do photography, so I, I took oh, my okay. own. Yes. Okay, but it's but it's a great brand idea for them. Really smart. Yeah, they they had a photographer down there. Mm -hmm. You sign up, you take a photo, or they take a photo. Somebody edit it immediately right next to it, and then they would upload it straight to your LinkedIn. Super smart. So Super as far smart. as like trade show promotions, like whoever thought that out, their team did a did a great job because they, they knew what their brand was, mm -hmm. how they could connect to their brand, what they could give that was valuable that also tied back to their brand. It yeah, was, very integrated. It was, it Good was the activation. Best trade show yeah, really promo smart. I've seen in a while. Really well thought out and super simple to do. Like, it was really good. You know, the, the other thing that I would say to build on all of the great stuff that you said, Andy, and which I agree with, is that also to take some chances and respond to things that come your way. You know, sometimes we think, well, I'm too busy, I don't really want to follow up with that email, or somebody's asking me to do something I don't want to do. But it's worth checking those requests out. 
because you never know who's on the other end of them. So I've had, you know, like you, I've had some really amazing opportunities come because I answered the email, I answered the call, you know, I, I, I took it a little bit further, understood what that person was looking for, and the next thing I knew I was working for the U.S. Navy or working for a, an Israeli startup, and, you know, it, it, be open. Be open to the opportunities that come your way. Don't shut, don't shut down. And I assume that diversity helps you, like, move forward. Like, like obviously, when you talked, you said you worked for the Navy. Those things probably change how you how you go about your job, even as the executive at AIGA. Well, I'll tell you what has helped me is that I have a lot of curiosity, and I really like to explore um, new ideas and new experiences. And so, throughout my career, I have stepped into a lot of them, and um, most of the time, it's been really positive. So, I believe that that's possible, and I'm you know I'm an advocate for our members having a broad set of experiences. I really believe in learning by doing. You know, school is great, class, classrooms are great, you know, academics, you know, I, uh, academic learning is important, but learning through experience and through relationships and through new, new opportunities is hugely important. And so I've allowed myself to do a lot of that, and as a result, I have had a broad and deep career, and it has prepared me for this, because I think everything is, you know, Everything is fair game, everything is interesting. I don't want to see designers limit themselves. I want to see them open possibilities. Well we got we got twenty seven or twenty five thousand members alone plus other designers. You need to you need to do more than just one thing or there's not enough jobs. Correct. And you know it's interesting. Massimo Vignelli, one of the hallowed famous designers, once said that designers can design anything. Well I am of the mind that designers can design their careers, right? And design their work. And what we're seeing now are a lot of people you know, moving into entrepreneurship, into education, into creating product, into doing strategy and research, into writing. You know, designers, some designers make incredible writers. Design skills are really great foundational skills, but they shouldn't limit our members. And that's well said. I think it's a great point to end on, fantastic. Well, Julie, Andy, we really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very That's much. It's our pleasure. Thank we you we do much. look forward to seeing, seeing you guys both at the AIJ National Conference in October. Yeah, yeah. And, and at Andy's Reach Conference in New York, which I will be going to because anything Debbie Millman does is typically amazing. She's and a rock star. If, she's one of the great, great now, people now, Andy, in are you industry. in New York? Yes, I and, and obviously, I assume, I assume that, Julie, I assume you're in New York. Yep. AIGA's national headquarters are in New York. We're in the Woolworth Building. And, um, yep, love New York. Love, love the whole country, but we are based in New York. Right. No, no, no. And, and you, guys, you guys do have, I mean, there are chapters around everywhere. There's 72 of them. Alaska, so. Hawaii. Have you, you visited them all yet? Uh, no. Okay. I'm, I, that is one of my hopes, but I haven't been to all of them yet. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see you in Omaha someday, too. So. I look forward to it. You give us the invite, we'll be there. All right. Thank you. Oh, I'm not the one invited. <laughs> I, left, I did my seven years on the board. Every time someone joins the board, I was like, congratulations, your seven years will go by quick. And <laughs> they look at me like I'm crazy, so... So I, I, I'm not I'm not in on the decision making. We have a great board. They've done a great job, but it is not with me anymore. Fantastic. No worries. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Beery is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dustlab. Find out more at myspace.com/dustlab.